Ghost Tales, Naming the Spirit in the Cellar. At the turn of the century, we had a server whose boyfriend was described as a white witch, and he had taken an informal ghost tour which he started working at Shakers. One afternoon as he dropped her off, he asked if I would accompany him into the cellar as he said he was compelled to go and visit. <laughs> we went immediately to the rear of the basement, the area where the temperature frequently drops over 20 degrees from the rest of the cellar, and where both professional and amateur electronics experience issues such as dead batteries, shutting down the cameras, and blurry pictures, etc. would take place. While there, he closed his eyes and with his hands up began to feel the air. At one point, he stopped in front of the back wall of the old walk-in cooler and stated that the entity was in front of him. Here, right here, he said. I was standing a bit off to one side and the air was heavy, like, like you'd feel right before a massive thunderstorm. His head bobbed as he swayed left to right, right to left, his eyes closed, and then he exclaimed, Connor, his name is Connor. And then he said, no, it's O'Connor. After a while longer, we went back upstairs to the bar and he said he was told to help identify our most engaging cellar spirit, O'Connor. Which brings us to Kelly. Kelly was a tour guide with us about a decade ago. She was a hairdresser with vibrant, long red hair and large busts. Kelly also practiced a form of witchcraft and had a fascination with the occult and making horror dolls. She was a very good tour guide. She was very impassioned for her work. One Friday night, she had two full tours scheduled for 15 people each. Shortly after the first tour had gone into the cellar, the entire group hurriedly came up the stairs and came to the front bar. Kelly among them was white as a ghost. Kelly normally did not drink. However, this night, she ordered and pounded three shots of tequila in succession. It took several minutes to discover what had happened on the tour as so many people were chattering at the same time. It turns out that Kelly was using the rods and speaking about the spirit O'Connor who likes to tug on women's hair or caress their butts, especially blondes and redheads, when Kelly's hair was violently tugged to the side. It was pulled so hard that people described seeing her hair tugged to that side and her hair sticking straight out as if someone had a hold of it. After drinking the shots, Kelly dutifully continued her 7 p.m. tour upstairs the brothels without further incident. Next up for the 8.30 tour, at about the same time that she was in the cellar, and again, everyone runs upstairs. This time, and it's an all new group of people, everybody was describing Kelly being pushed against the field stone wall in the back of the basement and depressions in her voluminous bodice, which people described as looking as if handprints were on her dress. Kelly ran out the door. Many months later, Kelly came back into Shakers. She had cut her long, beautiful red hair and dyed it black. She swore to never go into that cellar again. She admitted that she was mocking O'Connor on the tours as being a typical, lazy, and ignorant Irish bastard who could not handle a live woman when the attacks took place. Careful what you wish for. Which leads us now into O'Connor himself. A few years ago, in the late summertime, probably August, because that is a very busy month here, the Convention Bureau of Milwaukee, Visit Milwaukee, brought in a reporter from Fox News in Denver, Colorado, who was visiting Milwaukee to research stories of hauntings 
and he had to experience Shakers, which already at that time had a significant name for itself as a haunted location in the paranormal community. When they arrived, he said he had less than an hour to spend as he was on a whirlwind tour and had other spots before he left Milwaukee to continue his sweep of haunted sites in Wisconsin. We put him on a ghost tour at Shakers, and after the outside history portion and of the first floor, we headed down to the extremely haunted cellar. In the rear of the basement, where the bones of two skeletons reside, which we later discovered with the assistance of ground-penetrating radar, were underneath the poured cement floor, which, by the way, dated back to the Capone speakeasy days and the brothel ownership of 1924. I usually break up the divination rides for a more interactive portion of the tour while we're down here and as a tease of the Tour.0 tour itself. And we normally get an ample amount of attention from myriad spirits while we're doing this. While we had summoned the spirits to engage us via the divination rods, the reporter brings out his fancy infrared camera and energy meters. As we are telling the story of the former tour guide Kelly, having her hair pulled violently to one side and later being pushed against a wall with the imprints of their hands on her boobs by the spirit identified as O'Connor, the reporter pipes up enthusiastic, I see it, I see it, as his toys are beeping wildly and he starts taking pictures with his camera. As he films, we carry on with the divining rods. He stops shooting to look at what we shot and he is apoplectic at what he sees. We have a a turn looking at the pictures, everyone is just transfixed and are amazed to see that a full-sized human apparition is standing in the corner that we identify as O'Connor's Corner. We all take a turn talking about what we're seeing and then the apparition that he appears to be a young man in full Confederate Army regalia. The reporter ended up spending hours in our cellar Stain put his other two groups came through to attempt to gain additional images of O'Connor. We finally had to kick him out as it was approaching closing time. Naturally, aside from promises to the contrary, he did not share his pictures with us. This prompted us to go back to the Central Library in Milwaukee to the archive section, where we discovered that a large percentage of the Irish immigrants living in the northern states of the U.S., including Wisconsin, joined the Confederacy in fighting during the Civil War. It seems that the Irish had a poor self-concept and considered themselves at the bottom of the food chain in America. As such, they fought for the South, not wanting to be beneath the slaves if the slaves indeed were freed at the conclusion of the war. O'Connor is very active and is the most responsive of all the spirits in our cellar. He is almost always up for an interactive exchange using the divining rods or spirit boxes and continues to enjoy stroking women's butts and caressing their hair. We suggest strongly that you pay a visit to our cellar and enjoy the spirit of O'Connor for yourself. Cheers.